What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Striking Kicks podcast. Uh, I think this is episode eight, or yesterday's was episode eight. I don't know, because you said it was eight, because there's eight episodes, or nine. You said it was, because there's eight episodes in there. Yeah, I said eight, and then there were two six, episode sixes, no episode seven. Right. But it said we had eight uploaded, so this could be ten. Yeah, who's to say? (laughs) Who is to say at this (laughs) point? Last one I said was episode, season two, episode one, I think is what I put in there. So, <clears throat> yeah, here we go. The We're going to talk about the U.S. Open, the review. Uh, we had the preview of the U.S. Open. Now this is the review of the U.S. Open. And then we are going to talk a little bit about CB Tour season number two. Yep. And some of the improvements uh, i guess the first half dates maybe a couple of little sneaky peeks into the second half of season two see how we're feeling but yeah season uh episode whatever 10 i guess we're just gonna say 10 well, season good. two episode two yeah there you go season two episode two and uh let's let's fire off kids let's do it so what do you think about the u.s open <clears throat> u.s open well i was a little perturbed uh, at the 2026 World Cup <laughs> schedule announcement, after they had already changed the time, I believe, to 3.30 today, 3.30 Eastern, 1.30 our time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 1.30 came around, they were on the t- YouTube TV guy that still said that it was U.S. Open, but it wasn't. It was the uh, FIFA World Cup from two years from now. Yeah, Two years from now. <laughs> Uh, so that that's a tough break. I wonder what the deal is with Fox. Uh, looks like they kind of, uh, I don't know. They treat they treat bowling like uh, a redheaded stepchild sometimes, and I, I wonder what that deal is. <clears throat> Shout out to Mark commented on the PBA's Facebook post. Yeah, Mark Mark Farrell's a G. Mark Mark. That was, that was a good good comment. You know, I don't think it's there yet. But I do think, uh, I, I, I don't really watch any TV anymore besides sports. <clears throat> and I think there is, there's going to be a pretty big revolution of people just completely dropping TV, and it won't be as big anymore. I think, like CB, right, we're using that to our advantage, because you can get it, any, we have full control over the schedule, and whether you can see it or not, um, where the PBA obviously is hurt, or in this case hurt, uh, by the you know, Fox's scheduling issues. However, because Fox or because the PBA has been on television, traditionally most PBA fans would feel as if it was a, a downgrade. I would guess mm-hmm. to not be on TV, even though it would be free. Anybody could watch on YouTube uh, with an internet connection. Who's to say how many more people now have access to internet than they do TV? <clears throat> so people would see that as a downgrade for us, you know. Uh, we use that to our advantage, and I don't think uh, anybody thinks all of this is worse. So, Agreed. tough break there to start, uh, and then it started. Um, and then, like I said, I think most people were probably in agreement that this was maybe the best lineup of five that PBA has ever had on the TV show. Uh, how much of the show did you end up watching? I know you're a little busy today. Yeah, so uh, I planned to watch. Uh, we had it all on in the background. But uh, I'm a little busy 
meal prepping today. Mm-hmm. But so I saw the first match. I don't know. It was, it was okay. I, the things that I saw, like every now and then they'd miss a pin or mm. whatever. That was but, a match of kind of who wanted to uh, lose less, I guess. Not necessarily who wanted to win. So like, yeah. several times someone would whiff a spare or, or miss wildly. Yeah. Well, EJ had a little bit of a rough, seemed like a little more of a rough start. Mm-hmm, you did. Bill O'Neill started really strong. Yep. But then afterwards, it just kind of went to. Yeah. They, they kind of traded blows there in the eighth, ninth, and tenth frame as far as splitting and, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that and not striking uh, when, when one needed to. So, <clears throat> first match, a little lackluster, unfortunately, um, from two good bowlers. It's always tough. We've talked about this when we uh, format our our bowling competitions, the CB tier. Um, and I, I, one of my big things I tell you is I I don't want someone to not strike to lose, mm-hmm. to end it. Uh, it's just I feel so anticlimactic. There was a whip. I think it was EJ against Kyle, and Kyle had won because EJ missed. So he he wrapped a ten pin, and everybody starts standing up clapping mm-hmm. because Kyle just won. But EJ was the one throwing the shot, so yeah. it was very awkward because EJ is obviously upset. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's just standing, clapping. I'm like, this just doesn't, this doesn't, my brain's not braining right now. It's a little more energy when it's the other way around. Yep. I feel like, like if, I don't know, what, if EJ struck right there, would he have won? Could have won. He needed a good count on the next ball. Okay, so he probably... I mean, Probably obviously would have, would have had way more emotion yeah. doing that than... Just felt awkward. And that's kind of the inherent problem, I think. This is kind of why we formatted the way we formatted the CB Tour is because in one-game matches... Wow. Well, CB Tour. I know. <clears throat> Sorry, Paul. No tur. I know. <laughs> um, is that, you know, the one game we, we watch a lot of bowling, right, because we stream other bowling tournaments... As in most cases, which is basically every match, uh, <clears throat> one of these matches came down to the 10th frame, uh, but every other match uh, wasn't really close. Yeah. So that is an inherent problem when you only bowl one game is it's very difficult to get close, to get close games. And then, like, <clears throat> I don't know, like, I feel like when you watch golf and someone's 10 strokes ahead, it's like, holy crap. Yeah. This guy's killing everybody but in bowling it's just it feels boring i guess i don't know kyle beat jason 240 to 170 yeah it was a complete wipeout and then i feel like it's because the opponent i would say this like when someone's playing really good golf right the tv's on that guy that's playing really good yeah but now you have to watch jason not saying that that's necessarily not hating on jason but like you have to watch him bowl bad yeah like if someone's playing poor golf on the show, you don't... They're on a completely different hole. Yeah, you're not really watching them. Yeah. Um, or slowing them, slowing down the pace mm-hmm. too much. So, yeah, uh, the first match, uh, it was close. The, the the thing was, it was close, but it was, like, close in a bad way, almost. Yeah. Like, in a, not necessarily a bad way, I guess, like, a sad way, because Bill missed... Uh, he had a funny... Someone tweeted at him, like, why would you throw the same ball in the same spot twice in a row on the left lane? He said, he's like, that wasn't my intention to do so, Nick. Like, <laughs> of course it was a Nick. 
that was pretty funny. Uh, so that was kind of a tough break. He got one too. That was crazy. He got one on the spare in the ninth frame, which uh, it's still the match wasn't completely out of hand because ZJ needed a double, went strike, uh, and then rapid a ten pin. So, um, <clears throat> how uh, you guys? Because you weren't with me, you were with your fam. Mm-hmm. Your fam is newish to bowling. <clears throat> They've been exposed to what we've exposed them to. How did they? Did they know anybody? Did they understand? how great of a lineup this was, any of that stuff? No. Did they did they get that from watching the show? Like, oh, this is, must be really a big a big moment. I wouldn't say so, no. 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 It's a, I, I feel w- like so Hayden had a good time because obviously his 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 pick won, his pick won but his pick was going like kept climbing the ladder. Yep. Um so he had a good time with that. Um I don't know. We had, I mean, we had my brother and Tony watching. Yeah. So I had some younger guys, but I mean. I feel like they're a pretty know. good representation of uh, the non-bowler, like the f- crowd that we're wanting, like sports fans, people mm-hmm. that watch sports a lot, uh, but not necessarily into bowling. And uh, your observation was maybe they didn't understand what was going on or get the uh, gravity of the situation. Yeah. They were asking me quite a few questions and I tried to answer those as well as I could have but uh they were a little surprised I don't know well I don't know if surprise is the right word but like they only had one game and so they I mean they didn't see anything else I didn't see them bowling other times at all it was just what was on the show yeah um so like Hayden mentioned like it went very quickly Mm -hmm. um he's like dang it's already over but yeah, they're, they just thought there'd be more. I guess. Sure, I I feel the same way. Like that's uh, I think you put it in a good way. Is I don't necessarily feel that it's short because I feel like the pacing is slow compared to other sports. But I feel like there should be more. I don't come away feeling uh, fulfilled on yeah. understanding like the story, the all that other stuff. I guess. Like, so by more, what do you mean? Like I, that, that's more... what I don't know. Like, do you think more people within that step line? Maybe, maybe. So the, not to give away any of our trade secrets, but this is part of the reason that we have two matches going at the same time because you're getting more boys. So in they both five games, right? Mm-hmm. So say that um, our matches were uh, one game matches. You could essentially have five rounds and bowl the same amount of games they did. So if you have 10 people or whatever you have, you can have significantly more amount of people and not, not, not 10 people. You'd have like 16 people. You could have 16 people bowl one game bracket matches mm-hmm. at the same time and it take the same amount of time that this show took. So I don't know. <clears throat> I, I don't know exactly what I mean by more, but I, I definitely, I feel that there should be more of something. I don't know if it uh, should take longer per se, because I think the show is still two hours. But I don't feel like there's enough in that two hours, personally. And it sounds like they obviously don't feel that way, too. They thought there'd be more. Mm-hmm. More of what? Maybe that's a good question. We'll have Hayden on the show one time. I'm sure he would look up. <laughs> I would have to edit out a lot of stuff. Out of the show. <laughs> uh, so the second match, uh, EJ versus um, Kyle True. And I don't really remember this match much. 
was I was playing my game with Colby, uh, and while I was watching, Kyle Troop was I'm pretty I'm pretty sure this was the game, but Kyle Troop was like on fire. Yeah, he bowled he bowled really good the middle two games, I believe. Yeah. Um, so I don't really remember much from oh, you know, EJ lost because he wrapped a ten pin. He beat Bill. Oh, this was the one he lost. It was close. I mean, he had to double in the tenth to win and wrapped a ten. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Then everybody was clapping. They stood up clapping while EJ just like I don't know what he do. His glasses came off. He wasn't wearing his glasses anymore, and they cut to his face shot and uh clearly upset and uh, everybody's just standing there clapping that's just bowling's funny man i just don't understand that just doesn't well i feel like for the crowd that's kind of an awkward position because you're yeah. like you don't want to clap because he just lost but you want to clap because kyle troop just advanced yeah. like i feel like that's hard maybe we need to do like a you know how like uh volleyball or tennis like the the to win you have to have offensively won right so like it like if you're in a match point essentially and uh like the other person has control of the serve and they hit it and uh like you have to have the serve to win basically they serve and lose a point technically you get the ball back and now you have the opportunity to score and mm -hmm. so like in a tight game you have to have served and, and I, know, I guess you could still hit one out i don't know I would like to see someone in bowling offensively win. I think that's the best case scenario is when someone not on the bench does something to win instead of the person, the opponent losing the game, basically. Well, I feel like in a lot of step ladders, and I'm sure this isn't true for quite a few, but a lot of them, even in other sports, like the team or the person who starts a little lower has gotten like all that practice you know they're getting mm -hmm. they've gotten Certainly. warmed up yeah that's so, an advantage. like at that point kyle troops already bowled two games mm -hmm. bowls anthony simonson who hasn't bowled at all yeah i feel like that's kind of an advantage oh it is itself. certainly you know you're like one seed you only have to win one game right to win the chipper mm -hmm. but you're also not bowling now the pba they get a lot of practice between rounds which i don't love because i think it breaks the oil pattern down too much too much but they do get a lot of practice but like on commercial breaks the other guy, like Simon and Belmont, are coming in and practicing on the pair. Which I, I'm sure they are practicing, but I don't know. Like mentally, yeah. Like Kyle Troops play. Uh, like got a game bowling. or two, yeah. Under belt, like under pressure. They're practicing. I feel like it's a little different. Oh, it is. You're right. It certainly is an advantage. I think the sweet spot's like the three seed. Yeah. To clearly. On a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And then it was. Uh, Kyle Troop, Jason, Jason bowled very poorly. Uh, Ken and I were actually texting back, back and forth about this. Ball choice was really poor, I would what say. Did he throw? An IQ tier, and uh, yeah, it just didn't look good. It blacked a ten pin on the right lane, and I, he didn't switch and stayed in it too long. And then uh, at some point, switched to a virtual energy blackout. Um, that wasn't the right ball either. I think he needed the strike in the situation that he finally did switch balls. It was a little too late at that point. Uh, would have needed to punch out and the ball never saw the lane. Wasn't Kyle Troop throwing? Kyle was. Energy? Yeah. I, they, I mean, they're a little bit different in their games, but I don't know if the layouts are different, if they had different surface preparations. But Jason's Vibo looked awful, and yeah. Kyle's Vibo looked amazing. Yeah. So <clears throat> I don't know what that was. But uh, Kyle Laxton shot 240 at him. Mm -hmm. 
um, in an uneventful match, and then faced uh, Anthony Simonson in the, the chipper. Simon threw a gem and an idol. I feel like he always throws a gem. Does he throw that often? He throws two balls quite a bit, yeah. Okay. What he likes to do is, and what he did, uh, kind of his A game, really, is throwing it real hard and straight uh, up the right side, which he, he tried to do, and then split the first two frames, and then got kind of bounced back after that, and then Kyle was up quite a bit going into the ninth frame. Mm-hmm. And Ken, I don't remember watching this because I got to the point where like um, Kyle won. Yeah. But Seibel missed a spare, a single pin spare, I think a 10 pin, and kind of just gave up. Yeah. And then Kyle split and opened in the ninth. Um, but I think he ended up, because Seibel missed a spare, after Kyle split and opened, he only did one pin and two shots mm. to win. He had two oh three. Yeah, it's the same. He was like twenty or thirty ahead of him yeah. still. But uh, had Simon made the spare, then I think Kyle would have needed the mark in the tenth. Mm. After opening, you go open, open. If he makes a spare, and then mm-hmm. anything happened at that point. So, um, I mean, this nothing you can really control, but uh, not. Probably not the best, uh, most entertaining show I've ever seen, uh, with as stacked as uh, the lineup was of the five bowlers. Um, and then the US. I feel like there was just a lot less strikes than I would have thought. Yeah, it's the U.S. Open, so I mean that's kind of like. So it's the same pattern the whole time. Yeah, well, during the show, yes. So the first, there was three different qualifying patterns, mm-hmm. and then a finals pattern. Okay, so that. The pattern that they bowled on today, they hadn't bowled on. They had. So, like, the three days of qualifying, and then they cut. And then they go to the fourth finals pattern, mm-hmm. and they bowled a cashers round and all of match play and the show on that one pattern. Okay. So they qualified with three different ones, and then yep. after qualifying, Correct. they bowled on that same one. Yep. And <clears throat> it's the U.S. Open, like, the U.S. Open of golf is, like, the toughest test in golf. Mm-hmm. It's what kind of, it's very hard. The course is very set up, very difficult, stuff like that. So bowling is kind of similar, and these are very, very difficult patterns. So okay. uh, typically not not a lot of strikes thrown. So, I mean, Kyle just bowled phenomenal. He threw a lot of, he threw a fair amount of strikes, but he also just bowled really good. Yeah, I'm not saying that he didn't, but I'm just, I'm thinking like back to back, like each other, the opponents. Yeah, I think, uh, this is where I think, uh, I like, you know, not to spoil anything, but we're going to run into a little bit of this, is where the amount of practice they get on the pairs, the TV pairs, mm-hmm. um, hurts the pattern a lot because they practiced a lot. It was at least is what I am told. It could have been different. I am told they have several minutes of practice where they're getting, you know, the guys that are bowling the match and then the two guys who are not bowling the match are practicing on the pair. Mm-hmm. So the patterns just getting chewed up and then the lights are really hot on top of it so that the the oil is uh um, oil's hot it gets less viscous um, so would that make it hook more or hook less would you say i would say probably hooks more hooks more because it breaks down faster and the viscosity oil goes down uh because it's hot uh so i i think that hurts them i i don't know i would like to see less bowling on that pair because it just gets blown apart and then tough, usually. Um, <clears throat> when I don't think it needs to play the way that it does. Uh, but regardless, Kyle Troop 
wins his second major. And uh, I don't, I did I think he was going to win? No, he's probably the last on my list of people I thought was going to win. But and on the we ran a poll today, he was also yes. the the least chosen out um, of the poll. Yep. You know, did I want Kyle to win today? Yes. Like Kyle, he was probably my favorite guy of the bunch that was bowling. And uh, he pulled it off. It was pretty cool. So good for Kyle. His dad was there watching. Dad was crying. A little, maybe a little premature because he's like, they cut to his dad. He's crying. <laughs> and Kyle splits. And he's like, oh my God, what the hell just happened? <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was a little funny, but good for Kyle. And that is the uh, U.S. Open. Any any final thoughts on the U.S. Open? No, but if if Kyle is watching or listening, congratulations. Congrats, CB. Kyle, from CB. Share two of our, our stories, so yeah. shout out to our boy, Kyle Troop. Maybe we need to jump on the getting a guest in bandwagon. I haven't, I haven't quite figured out how we would set that up yet. What guest? Kyle. Oh. Get him on the show. Guns, yeah. Yeah. Pull some strings. We'll see. I don't know. All right. Let's move on to CB Tour Season 2. Season Dose. Yeah. Uh, well, what do, we, what do we got on the dock? What do we want to talk about? In the words of Cody Rhodes. You got to do it like Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Shy guy. I'm not as good as him. Um... Okay, so I think a few things we should touch on. Uh, we touched a little bit about sponsors mm-hmm. last episode. Sure. Maybe we could... Highlight a few, sure. Yep. yep. Uh, I think we should talk about dates and where cool. they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably talk about how anyone can bowl. Sure. We've got youth. We'll have a youth. Uh, we'll... Shindig, we've got the Challenge Series, obviously, regular open series. Main event, yep. Main event, yep. yeah. Main event, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> what is it? What is Main the... event, Jey Uso. That's what it was, Jey Uso. Okay. Um, I don't know, I think it'd also be kind of cool if we talk about what you get if you bowl on the CB Tour. I'll let you handle that one since you're the operations manager. We'll fire off, though. Let's highlight a few of our sponsors for next season. Uh, so Trillion Mortgage has stepped up. They, they uh, Steve DeYoung at Trillion Mortgage has uh, purchased the naming rights of the CB Tour. So this season will be the Trillion Mortgage CB Tour, Championship Bowlers Tour, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, it allows us uh, their funding, uh, allows us to, to do a lot of cool things that... Uh, you're going to see throughout next next season. And then um, I, the first event is also the Trillion Mortgage Open in Lehigh. Yep. Jack and Jill Lehigh, August 9th through the 11th. Same weekend as it was last year um, in Lehigh. So we're excited to, back, to get back to Jack and Jill and work with Sam again. Um, it's got a nice bowling center out there. Definitely looks good on stream. Um, and then... Our next one is howtobowl.com. So mm-hmm. Jesse, Darren, Packy, their uh, company, their uh, online bowling school, I guess. Um, they are sponsoring the Masters. So it's going to be the howtobowl.com CB Masters 
for 2024 uh, in the first half of season two. So that'll be, again, the same weekend as it was last year, September 27th through the 29th at Spare Time Lanes in Roy, Utah. We've got a, we got a few special things for our major that we've got planned and are in the works currently uh, that is only possible due to the funding that we've received mm-hmm. for these events. So that's awesome. Which, and it is something that if you're not able to bowl but would like to join the stream, you will also be able to see yep. what fun things. Or you just want to come watch in the bowl if you're from Utah. Yeah, you can in the area. hang out. Yes. And then uh, to, to round out season two, first half, uh, will be the Coach K Scholarship Open. <clears throat> Again, the same weekend, maybe the weekend after. The, the October weekend got a little, got a little funky. Yeah, with a, it was the 27th to the 29th last year, and now it's now it's later instead of earlier, which the other ones are. I don't know. It's the November 1st to the 3rd, going back to the Gold Coast uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada, and we have REX Ball Reviews coming in. So they sponsored the Masters last year and are now the presenting sponsor, have upped their sponsorship um, on the CB Tour and are the presenting sponsor of the Coach K Scholarship Open, It'll take place in Las Vegas, November 1st through 3rd. So we really appreciate Theo and his team um, for coming out and, and supporting, coming to bowl. Andrew Halverson, uh, part of their team, uh, put up uh, a pretty good show. I think he took fifth or sixth. Mm-hmm. Fifth, right? Yeah, I want to say fifth. Yeah, because I think it was I think it was Andrew, Kyle, because I think Kyle took fourth. Dallas Burke, that is Kendall, Alex. Kyle's designated spot. Yeah, he, fourth. <laughs> he can only get fourth. A little Jackie Moon action. Yeah. Fourth place. Yeah. Only fourth place. Mm-hmm. We won't let him go any further or any lower, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Dang. Well, <clears throat> yeah, so shout out to, to Theo and the REX Ball Reviews team. Uh, they're crushing it out uh, in Michigan and uh, Andrew down in Georgia. So we appreciate them coming on. We'll see them in Las Vegas. It's going to be a fun one. Mm-hmm. So that is the first half of season two. So we've extended the, the season two. Right now, the plan is to uh, will consist of five events instead of four. And it didn't really make sense to try to cram them all before the new year. So we'll have the first three events. We'll take a break for the holidays, Christmas and New Year, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, Christmas and New Year. And then we'll pick back up again after the Utah Open of 2025. Isn't that crazy? That sounds like it's so far away. I know. It is. But we need the time to get things prepared. Oh, yeah. For sure. Plus PTO. And it's going to go way quick. Yeah, it'll go a little quick when it's here. Um, So, yeah. When those days are, we haven't solidified them yet. We're gotten venues yet, for sure. But... um, we will, the return of the Rumby Island Grill Classic will be the fourth event. Yep. Uh, just a new date. And then the Storm CB Tour Championship will be the final tournament. Yeah, we have a good idea where that's going to be. We do. Where are, you, are you wanting to spill the beans? I don't know. Do we spill the beans? I guess there's a little Easter egg for those who watch the Striking Kicks yeah. podcast. Very true. You have the honors, Commissioner. Um, Well, we do plan to have the tour championship in Boise, Idaho, 
uh, at Westie Gar- West. Oh my gosh, Westie's Garden Lanes. Um, Josh has been interested in hosting us, and yes. so Josh Groves, possible, so. his team out there, uh, we partnered with at Westie's Garden Lanes in Boise. Mm-hmm. Beautiful facility. Uh, every tournament that uh, happens there usually runs very, very smoothly. Lots of lanes. Lots of lanes. The concourse is nice. It's really set up for a bowling tournament, the way the concourse yeah. is kind of set up. Lots of space. Uh, They've got some dank dragon tails. Dragon tails, yep. Do like the dragon tails. Except last time, the sauce was different. <laughs> it was not as good. It gives me a little heartburn now. You're getting old. I know. I know. It's bad. Old man now. Yeah, so that's the plan for second half of CB Tour. We're just finalizing, really just finalizing the Rumby Island Grill Classic mm-hmm. venue and dates. Venue and dates is what we're finalizing there. We have a pretty good idea of when. And securing if that is actually going to be sponsorship and everything. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. I think, I think it's a go, but we haven't had that full sit-down confirmation yet. So there you have it. That's that's kind of the the layout, the roadmap of CB Tour season number two. We're mm-hmm. good. Um, and again, guys, I know it's a little disappointing that it's so far out. August, man, that's far away. It doesn't seem far away to me now. We're already in February of 2024. We're yeah. motoring along, and uh, we got a lot of work to do because we, I can't not level. I can't just do the same thing. That to me is insanity. That's why we went from one to four to five. Just to copy and paste. So that's the one um, upgrade, but uh, we have several, several more big things planned. Stuff that uh, doesn't happen, doesn't happen at at these kinds of tournaments. We we are just going to continue to innovate and improve upon uh, what CB, the CB experience is. Um, let's go over maybe some changes, like you said, how part of what, uh, your ever, everyone can bowl portion. Mm-hmm. So we've made some changes. We rolled out the CB challenge series, yep. uh, the tour challenge series at, in Reno. Uh, I thought it was pretty well received. Um, it's a handicap division. So at a reduced entry fee as well, a reduced entry fee. So I think it's, it's half of the main event qualify the main event entry fee so mm-hmm. if it's 160 it's 80 if it's 180 it's 90 mm-hmm. right um so a little uh easier to uh get into i would say um, you could also bowl that as well as the main event. can you, you could you could do it as an add-on uh you just you know it's a little it's going to be less the line inch which uh, usually is about 20 25 dollars mm-hmm. so you can bowl it uh we use your cb tour average or a converted CB Tour average. So if you don't have a CB Tour average of at least 15 games, then we'll take your highest average on bowl.com, highest composite average on bowl.com, and then if that's a sport, we would uh, adjust it to house standard is what they call it, house shot average. And then from the house shot average, we'll convert it to a CB Tour average. That will be your entering average to the challenge here. It's just five-game sweeper, basically, that takes place at the same time as the main event. So I thought it went really, really well uh, in Reno. We had several people, um, at least 15 or 20 people, Mm -hmm. that would not have bowled otherwise uh, had that option not been available. So 
That's a change that'll be at all CB Tour events in season five. Season five. Season two. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Thinking a little too far ahead. Um, the also... Um, Before, you, are you moving on from that topic? Uh, I was about to. What do you got? Just if that is something that our listeners may be interested in, mm-hmm. um, it there will be o- there will only be limited spots. So yep. So here in Utah, we um, basically almost sold out last year of all the spots. So main event spots. Main event spots. So um, we're working on a strategy right now to. Uh, take entries for these things. So you're going to want to get on top of it. I think we're going to reserve a certain amount, how many that is, I'm not sure yet, of challenge slash CB Tour Junior spots. Mm-hmm. A little other little leak there. If you watch, if you're listening to the podcast, you're getting all the inside information. Um, so they'll have a certain amount of entries per squad that they get, and the rest is main event. And then, uh, you know, at a certain point, we'll just be first come first serve, probably before the squad starts, whoever's here. Um, yeah, so we're working on that as we speak to, um, find the best way to fill these spots, these squad spots. Mm -hmm. So it's a very good, very good point. You're going to want to keep an eye out on our social media, subscribe to our mailing list on our website to be informed on when those dates are to get your registration in. So we'll vary. Last year we opened all of them up at the same time. This year, take a little bit of a different approach and, uh. We'll do like a couple months before each, right? Yes. Yep. Um, moving on to CB Tour Junior, another one. So we're going to do a heavily structured focus before it was kind of just junior bowlers could bowl the main event, right? That's always kind of been the case with CB. Um, if you make money, if you cash, it goes in your smart account. Mm-hmm. This year, we're going to make a focus on this. We had a, the, the CB Tour Youth Scholarship Fund. Was set aside some money and we did our raffle and that was all to raise money uh, for non-cashing youth bowlers. Now what we're doing is we are going to have a CB Tour, the CB Tour Junior is taking over that basically. Mm-hmm. So what can happen? If you're a junior bowler and you bowled last year in the main event, you can do the same thing and basically it'll work the same way other than a specific finals for youth bowlers that don't make the main event cut. Okay, and then what will happen if you were a junior bowl and you're like, man, you know, just $160, I can't quite make it. It's a little too expensive for me. Mm-hmm. We have an option for you now. If you want to just bowl the CB Tour Junior portion of the tournament, uh, $60 is your entry fee. Yep. So we've reduced that down to $60, and you'll be able to bowl your five games of qualifying, and then we'll cut. Uh, depending on how many youth we have to either the uh, the minimum, the top two boys and the top two girls. If we don't have two girls in that, the highest girl will be inserted into the finals of, of the boys, I guess. It'll just be one. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> if we have more than one girl, then the top two girls will bowl a finals on Sunday uh, with, not at the same time, but uh, on Sunday we haven't quite 100% worked out the the logistics and details, but right now, like off what we've thought of, you know, is you know after the first couple rounds of the main event bracket, the lanes that we're no longer using for the main event bracket, we will have the youth finals take place on. So that's the plan for CB Tour Junior 
We have an option for you now at sixty dollars standard, and then we'll have a. Uh, we also have a junior membership mm-hmm. that's twenty dollars. That will get you ten dollars off of your in- first entry into CB Tour Junior, um, and gets you into the CB Tour Junior points race from the end of the year. So we've revamped that, made a big focus instead of just paying to non-cashing youth bowlers. Uh, now you will have an option of a $60 flat entry fee if you can't, don't want to or cannot afford the main event entry, which we know is steep, for some youth bowlers. Uh, and then we will pay out scholarships and, and have a whole finals uh, for the youth bowlers who, who don't make the main event cut. Yep. So we're excited about that. That's one of our big... Uh, changes uh, moving moving forward. Was there any other big changes that we're doing? Uh, well, before we change topics, uh, there were quite a few youth bowlers that didn't realize they could bowl sure. the CB Tour. So I think this will show them, obviously, that youth can bowl any CB Tour event because this will be happening at all of them. Um, but kind of let them see what championship bowling is about. Yep. And we had quite a few, like, of our regular youth bowlers last year, but hopefully this year we see some more now that we're rolling out Tour Jr. A majority of the youth bowlers last year made scholarship money because we just, mostly because we didn't have a, a ton of youth bowlers come out, but the youth bowlers that did made the main event cut. Yeah, they're so very good. They cash, which allowed, you know, the youth bowlers who maybe didn't, obviously didn't bowl as better than those other youth bowlers get uh, money from the CB Tour Youth Scholarship Fund yeah. because the others cash in the main event. Oh, and it's a good um, visual, yeah. I guess. Exposure. For, exposure. Yeah, exposure. Um, we have been told on a few occasions that, um, so you may know, Nevaeh, has been uh, talked to by a few colleges um, with them seeing like her on stream and everything. So um, I'm not sure about any of the other youth. We've just talked to Neve's parents about it. But um, yeah. yeah, so it is some exposure to clearly someone who is looking because yeah. they've reached out to Nevaeh. So. Specifically, the coaches said they watched him on CB, watched yeah. her on CB streams and recruiters. So, yeah. You know? So another uh, good thing for yep. youth bowlers, you'll get a little bit of exposure to some coaches out there. So, yep, good stuff for the youth. Yep, big strides there. Uh, other than that, uh, we just we have some things I don't want to spoil yet, okay. and I don't know if I'm gonna we're gonna say it publicly. Some of our big plans, I want it like to be the CB Masters plans, all the plans. Mostly CB Masters. Okay, I was gonna say I don't know the other plans. <laughs> yes, because uh, I want it to be. I want people to walk in like, wow. Oh yeah, it'll be it'll be pretty cool. Yeah, it'll be exciting. So that is the 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 the, the cool new stuff we're doing for CB Tour Season Two. The points will stay the same. We're planning on rolling out some bonus points for like uh, the doubles, mm-hmm. the shootout doubles. So just bowling the shootout doubles right now, uh, you'll get ten bonus points you and your partner 10 bonus points just for bowling just right? for bowling just for signing up and get 10 bonus points if you make the cut which right now is set at four teams unless we have uh more than 20 
Mm-hmm. Uh, then we'll take eight. But uh, right now, instead of four teams, you will get 25 bonus points, you and your partner. And then if you win, the winners will each receive 50 bonus points. Just a little incentive to get some extra bowling done on Saturday night. Saturday night. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, because that has to be after qualifying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Saturday night because it uses all your qualifying scores. Yep. And then uh, we also, Dougie, Dougie Fresh, Doug Hankins, helped us out, uh, brought up a great idea. Is we're going to have like a, a board. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in wanting to bowl and looking for a partner, because uh, I, I guess I didn't realize this, just caught up in the moment, but I would feel the same. Like the sentiment that I heard, I personally would feel the same trying to look for a doubles partner. Mm-hmm. You know, if I didn't have friends that, like all my friends were bowling, yeah. that I would struggle to find a partner. So we're going to put on, we're going to put up a board that if you're looking for a partner uh, or want, needing a partner, We'll have a list of names yeah, and list of names and coverage. Exactly. So it should be a little easier to find partners to bull the shootout doubles. And I do think we're going to reduce the re-entry. So it'll be $50 a bowler for your main entry, mm-hmm. like your entry into the doubles. And then if you want to try to improve your score uh, for the doubles, um, and now you still have to pay your re-entry fee to the main event in XYZ, yeah. but it would only be $25 extra uh, in order to try to improve your score. Yeah, so last year it was it was fifty. So it was just a straight fifty dollars, yeah. which really is just more prize money. So, um, yeah. But I think it'll be a softer hit for some of the people that maybe want to try to improve their score and get into that yeah. top four. Uh, we also one thing that uh, you know because we have so much control of the format and the stream and everything else, we're we're going to try to we're going to test things out. We're going to be a little more open to changing things uh, from tournament to tournament as we see fit, trying to see what works and what doesn't. Uh, so one of the things we're going to try uh, is handicap brackets. So the Uselac does this, a tournament group uh, in Utah, where there's scratch and handicap brackets. There's no open under division to handicap tournament. But we're going to, as you know, with with the, the division structure, there's just not enough under division bowlers to justify their own bracket, but uh, and the people in the kind of the bottom end of the open division typically don't get into brackets anyway. So we're mm-hmm. going to introduce a handicap bracket, use your CB tour average, and then uh, so anyone can do scratch or handicap, right? They could do both. They can do they, both. Yeah. One or the other. Okay. Yep. So that is another innovation that we're going to see. See how it uh, is received and. And taken uh, by our bowlers. Yep, I think I think that'll be good. Um, I think just the one thing that I feel mm-hmm. bowlers struggle with is we give you the price up front, give you everything, mm-hmm. my brackets, your entry fee, all your extras, side pots, whatever. Where other tournaments, your brackets are separate. Separate. Yep. So. I mean, as a human, you're like, okay, well, it's 160 to enter the tournament. I just spend 200 in brackets, what, however much you spend. Um, I don't think it hits you like, oh, that's 360. But when we're doing it, we give it to you, and everyone's like, whoa. Yeah. But it's just because it's all yeah, it's I, the same amount that you're doing. Yep. Otherwise, it's just one oh, lump one. sum. Yeah, I hear that a lot. How did we get to here? Yeah. And then we start counting out. I did sign up for all that. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, 
uh, I think we've started to kind of get over that hump a little bit. The bowlers that have bowled with us uh, more than once, I think, have gotten an understanding of yeah of the uh, cadence and, and stuff like that. For sure, because it is different. We do things a little differently than uh, others, mm-hmm. uh, other tournaments, and that's kind of the point. Not saying that others are bad or or indifferent, but uh, our goal here at CB is to be different because bowling has done the same thing for a very long time uh, and look where it is today. So not saying that they're necessarily wrong, but our goal is to be different uh, in just about every capacity as as possible or, or as that is logical. So yep. yeah, that uh, CB tour season two, that's the first half a sneak peek into the second half. The point structure will stay roughly the same. We won't make any major changes to that. There is a point system. We cash the top 16. We will cash at least the top 16 again, and unless we have uh, a significant increase in entries and, and whatnot that add to that prize money, prize fund, mm-hmm. um, you double your money, money at least of your membership. That gets you into the points of an elite membership, I guess, is $50. Um, well, well, it's $50 right now. <laughs> But it may, it will go up at some point. It's $50 right now. So you want to jump in and get your membership, get your membership, renew your membership. But uh, you double your money to cash the top 16. I think 10th place was almost $300. Uh, eighth, sixth place was $400, I believe. Uh, so there's a pretty good amount of money uh, in the points championship. Kendall walked away with uh, $2,000 and will guarantee $2,000 to win the points again. So basically just a cash in another tournament uh, or first place cash in another tournament essentially you're just cashing in there's like a sixth tournament that you're cashing in that yep. takes place over an entire season mm-hmm. uh, that costs fifty dollars to get in yep and essentially really it doesn't cost if you bowl all five and you buy the fifty dollar beverage you get it right now before it goes up to 60 then you get in to the points for free because you save ten dollars on your first entry and every cb tour fan if you're an elite member so pretty good deal it sure is. All right. Anything else we need to add? Every time we we do a podcast, it's a timer. It's twenty five minutes. Oh, I thought we were gonna talk about uh, what you get when you bowl a CBJ. Oh, well, how about it? We still got a couple minutes here. Okay. Well, I'll be quick. Um, so, as someone who bowls on the CB tour, there's quite a few things that you get that you don't get. At, I would say in a regular bowling tournament, uh, which one is a huge thing. We have our streamed events um so if your family your friends can't make it but they want to see you uh that's a great way to let them watch we do take requests there's hundreds of bowlers that i'm Mm -hmm. trying to cover and tell a story about so sometimes i gloss over some people yes not on purpose if you have a request we have a chat on youtube we do um and then obviously for like youth bowlers it has shown that it helps college you get some recruitment. Um, we've got Chad McLean, who offers photos and videos that you can use. He can do edited, non-edited, whatever. He's got a couple packages. Uh, you can use that for your social media. Again, we have a lot of bowlers. We're trying to focus on the ones that uh, we need content for, the leaders and stuff. So mm-hmm. if you're wanting photos of yourself and guarantee that you'll have photos of yourself, purchase a package from Charles. Yeah, you got to get with Chad. Um, we also include a swag bag with every first entry of each tournament. So, um, the last two years we've had Liquid Death 
who partners with us. We give everyone a water. We've got stickers, bracelets, koozies, all that kind of stuff in little bags. You get to take it as a bowler on the tour. Um, and then we always have, well, not always, but at the CB Masters, we have merch. Um, and I believe... We do. We, I, we didn't even mention this. We have a new merch apparel partner, and that's Apparel yes. EFX, yes. Randy Cote, uh, and their team uh, are hooking us up. We just don't have the jerseys yet. I just barely got them the information. We'll have them at the end of the month. But yeah. we'll officially announce that on our socials when we have the jerseys and all of our crew rock. Yeah. Yeah. Apparel EFX, our new merch apparel partner. Yeah. So we'll have a few designs of things on there, right? We're going to do like a little store. Um, we also got some cool cups that a lot of people enjoyed last year. So I think we're going to bring that back. Um, but yeah, just... We like to make it an event, not just a tournament. So there's just a a few extra things as bowlers. We just want you guys to have a good time and, yeah, have, have a good experience yeah. with us. You're trying to – you get a lot of stuff when you bowl CB Tour events. A lot of stuff. It's not your run-of-the-mill local attorney. You would meet a lot of cool people, yeah. hang out with me, I'm the coolest one. It's true. Kamish. But – she also levies the fines, so be careful. I do. All righty. Well, that's episode season two, episode two in the books. Final thoughts. That's everything, I think. Covered all our bullet points. Do you want to tell what your final thoughts for the paper? Final thoughts? Yeah. What am I to say? I don't know anything. I don't have anything else to say. All right, then. She has nothing else for you to tell you people. Other than thank you. You're amazing, you. and I hope that you bowl CB Tour Season 2 because we have potentially five stops, and we're going to Vegas, Boise, Utah. You guys should Good be time. there. All right. Signing off. We'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.